Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and I love hosting PTI with you, Tony. So is it also a special day for you? I'm Tony Kornheiser. It's a Friday for me, Pablo. A Friday. Okay. So I just do this for three days in a row, and that's about the extent of the feedback. They're all special. They're all special. All the days ending in Y are special to me, and I hope they are to you, too. Is this what it's like to be your child? Is this what it feels like? I guess your grandchild in this case. Just praying for scraps. My children don't actually talk to me. (laughs) Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. (laughs) Wilbon needs a day off to recover from his days off, so I'm pleased to be once again joined by our great friend from the ESPN Daily and Debatable podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. That's Friday applause. Thank you. And we begin today with the Celtics officially suspending head coach Ime Udoka for the upcoming season for what they call, quote, multiple violations, unquote, of team policies. News reports yesterday described a consensual affair Udoka had with a staffer, though The Athletic today cited sources saying the staff member accused Udoka of making unwanted comments toward her. Pablo, what new questions does all of this raise in your mind? Yeah, what were the violations, Tony? How many violations were there? I watched this press conference with Wick Rausbeck, the owner of the Celtics, and Brad Stevens, the head of basketball operations now. And I was, I was pretty curious as to how it was that Wick Rausbeck mentioned almost accidentally, almost passingly, that part of the Celtics culture is freedom from harassment. And harassment to me has been the word that has not yet been established in the public conversation around this story. It had always been around consent, and this was, in fact, consensual. Now we have questions that raise more questions about consent and also what happened after that relationship allegedly got complicated, which would explain why it is that we're dealing with a year-long suspension and a de facto, Tony, firing, if you believe that, you know, it's hard, in fact... For a coach to come back after something like this. Um, So when I saw this morning what the punishment was, I will concede that I thought it was harsh, that it was a year and it was harsh. And then I asked myself the question that you really have to ask yourself all the time. What do they know that I don't know? Because I know almost nothing about this and it's awfully vague. I don't know, for example, if there were any other people involved in this. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't know, for example, if anyone in the Celtics ever said, we don't want you doing this. I don't know that that happened. I don't know what is the nature of these people's relationship right now, as you are alluding to, if they're together or if, you know, there's any contention. We don't. I don't know any of these things, and I don't know anyone who knows these things that I can call up. But I, too, watched a little of that press conference. And when I heard that Udoka had, according to the owner, Broken team rules. I interpreted that, I guess the way it was described, as the, as the coach had knowingly violated team rules. And, and, 
And it leads me to, to get philosophical just for a second. Or, or Please. Not necessarily philosophical. The, the, the literature of America is replete with office romances. Television shows and books and movies are done about office romances. I know yes. people who have been in office romances. I have worked for people who have been in office romances. And I'm old enough that the America I grew up in, there were not specific rules against this. In fact, some people actually aspired to it. But as I said yesterday, things are different now. And I totally appreciate the fact that when you are in a position of power, if you're a coach, if you're a general manager, if you're a CEO, you know, yes. if you're an owner, and you have advances towards someone who is on a lower level on the organiza organizational scale, they could easily think of this as coercion. And that is a very terrible thing to have. So there are rules now in place that were not necessarily in place when I was growing up. I also saw, I guess I read the apology, which seemed contrite and very concise to me. There's no mention of coming back next year. There's none. No. That's another no, thing. You know, well, uh, what do they know commit, that Tony. I don't know? Exactly. They're not committing to him beyond this suspension. They don't, they refuse to say actually what they would do, which is telling. But also to your point about the larger climate of American corporations, we have seen CEOs over and over again get fired for having consensual relationships with subordinates because yes. of all of the messes that erupt as a result of them. And so again, yes. we don't yes. know nearly enough Clearly, Tony, this is a story that does not unfold this way because it's a nothing burger, right? Something happened. We just don't know what. Sorry to take so much time on this. We move now to last night's Cleveland Browns 29-17 victory at home over division rival Pittsburgh. Jacoby Brissett had two touchdown passes and Nick Chubb had 113 yards and a rushing touchdown for Cleveland. Mitch Trubisky was marginally better throwing the ball for Pittsburgh. And despite scoring only three points in the second half, the Steelers did not go to Kenny Pickett. It was hardly an artful game. Pablo, what is your biggest takeaway? Tony, I found myself relating to this game after being utterly uninterested in it as a concept as we discussed yesterday. And I related to it because I realized, like me, Jacoby Brissett and Mitchell Trubisky are not long for the jobs they're doing at the moment. They're warming chairs, as am I. The difference, though, is that Mitchell Trubisky... <laughs> is not going to be getting more opportunities because he's earned them. He's going to be getting more opportunities because Mike Tomlin, who said after the game he's not considering a quarterback change, fears for the safety of the guy he would have to bring in, Kenny Pickett, to replace him. Right? Brissett looked fine, yeah, yeah. looked solid. Trubisky, it's a dead man walking situation. Clearly, you just going to have to keep on walking because it's not time to bring in the new kid yet. Well, obviously, so is, is Jacoby Brissett, who had a, had a very good game. And in the press conference afterward, impressed me as a real stand-up guy. But you don't spend $230 million on Deshaun Watson if you're not going to put him in the absolute minute he is cleared to play. Yes, and that's when what's going cleared. to happen there. Yeah, that when, so that's after 11 games. So it's the same thing. I was interested. I mean, to me, you put in, look. Mike Tomlin has earned the right to play whomever he wants for as long as he wants. But to me, if you're going to put a rookie in, you put a rookie in on the road. And if you can put him in on the road against a bad team, which Cleveland qualifies, that's what you do. Uh, the Jets are next. 
Maybe, and I'm not saying you start him, just give him a little taste of NFL life. The Jets are next. You can do that. But after the Jets, Pablo, it's at Buffalo, Tampa Bay, at Miami, at Eagles. You can't break Kenny Pickett in that way. But again, um, I I thought it was an opportune time to put him in because, you know, the Steelers, they look like they're just treading water. They're not a good team. Where are they going this year? And I, and go ahead. No, I mean, the Tomlin thing, right? You mentioned you have some sort of respect for him, and so do I, because he is a rare NFL coach who has never had a losing season. And so the question I have is, how do you keep that streak going when you're trying to protect the long-term interests of the young quarterback whose schedule, as you described, hypothetically, could be a nightmare? But I love when Tomlin said the answer to your question is definitively no. I mean, I love that. You know where he stands on this. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, but we move on, Tony, because speaking of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they face each other Sunday afternoon in a matchup of two of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and that's without question. Rodgers has four MVPs, Brady has three, Brady has seven Super Bowl wins, Rodgers, of course, has one. And so when a sports talk radio host, haven't heard of this guy before, named Dan Levitard, sweatily asked Rodgers to make the case as being better than Brady, (laughs) Rodgers said this, Tony, quote, There's Super Bowl championships, and then there's talent and ability, and I think when that's the standard, I probably should be in the conversation, end quote. So do you agree? Okay, so I saw that as well. I saw that Aaron Rodgers was trying to make a case that accomplishments and talent are somehow different. To me, a lot of people have talent, and in a team sport, your hard talent ask is to get everybody together and win championships. You know, I, I love Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. If I could start a team with any quarterback right now and you gave me either Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, I would be thrilled. And I'm sure, sure. it rankles Aaron Rodgers that he's only been to one Super Bowl, which he won. But I think it matters that Tom Brady has been to 10 and won seven. I think that's an important statistic. I think that's an accomplishment that is just not negated because somebody else has a, has a high degree of talent. What are the notes that I took here? You know, we are not, and in the, in the case of Rodgers and Brady, we are not comparing people from different eras. They are contemporary quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. one guy's got seven, and yeah. one guy's got one. That's got to count for something. But, but this is why I will allow Rodgers into the conversation. Granted, the conversation is over. Like, Tom Brady's the answer to the question, but Aaron Rodgers can be in the antechamber. He can be in the foyer of the conversation, sure, because the NFL, pro football, it's 11 guys on each side, right? It's not the NBA. Aaron Rodgers referenced Bill Russell, right. right? Okay. Yes. The NFL is a very different proposition. He can't play defense, Aaron Rodgers. He has to rely on so many other people. It was kind of polite of him, actually, to frame it in this way as opposed to the blunt terms I'm describing because his teammates weren't up to the task in the way that Aaron Rodgers was when it comes to why didn't he make more Super Bowls. So he's in the conversation, but he's also lost the conversation at the same time. Let me just say this, though, because I found it instructive. Aaron Rodgers is too young to have seen Bill Russell play, and I understand that. And he said that he felt that Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were the best players he had ever seen. And that's fine. But I'm going to come back to championships just a little bit because Michael Jordan has six and Kobe has five. And you're 100% right. They can influence a game far more than a guy who can only play half the game. But they got a load of championships. I just think that Aaron Rodgers, and he's great, and I love him. 
But I think he's chasing something that he can't catch. Let's yeah. take a break. Coming up, Aaron Judge came up just short of 61 last night. What's the word for that? And what's the best way to describe Jerry Jones' longing for a quarterback competition in Dallas? I loved seeing Levitard. I love the video of Levitard. Yeah, what I really was the did. Camera angle, happy. the camera angle from beneath so weird. the chin. That it was just his head. Was, his head yeah. and yeah, his as if it, it wasn't was a disembodied head. So big, even now bigger. Just <laughs> staggering how all of this worked out. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's time for a little tete-a-tete with Mr. Harvard, big word. Let's get the first one from the producer over the loudspeaker. Aaron Judge's deep fly ball in the ninth last night was blank. Close. It was close. What do you want me to say? He's still on (laughs) 60. The sign said 408, and he hit it about 404. And you can say, well, if it was at any other part of the ballpark, it would go out. Okay, hit it to another part of the ballpark and let it go out. Years ago, there were signs put up by clothing manufacturers. Hit the sign, win the suit. You have to hit the sign. It's not horseshoes. (laughs) You can't get it close. He's on 60. If he wants 61, he's got to put it out of the park. What am I missing here? Tony, that's why my word is mayorable. It was a mayorable home run, referring, of course, to young Jeffrey Mayer. Now approximately my age, terrifyingly, in 1996. If this was a right field, almost home run, he could have reached over and grabbed it. Unfortunately, it was to dead center. But the other thing about 1996 and why I mentioned why it's mayorable is because the Yankees also clinched a postseason berth in this same game. And I just want to remind people, perhaps the Yankees themselves, that I hold you to the standard of 96, to the mid-90s, to the years when just making the playoffs wasn't enough. Right? So mildly celebrate this thing. Yes, the home run chase is fantastic. It's historic in all these senses, but we need number 28. And that's not a home run number. That's a World Series trophy number. 
I remember Jeffrey Mayer. I do. He became a very good college baseball player, a very good hitter. I believe right. that to be true. I, I believe that's true. What's next? Jerry Jones's hopes for an eventual quarterback controversy between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott are blank. Insane. That's my word. Insane. Jerry Jones wants Cooper Rush to be good enough that they can win some games and they don't slide out of any contention before Dak Prescott gets back. He doesn't want a quarterback controversy. He is paying Dak Prescott a billion dollars. He doesn't want that investment to go down the drain because he has to pay Cooper Rush a billion dollars. This isn't the Saudi tour. There aren't unlimited funds. Eight, four weeks ago, Jerry Jones didn't know who Cooper Rush was. If you said Cooper, he said Manning. So he wants <laughs> him to be good enough. Let me just say this, Pablo. I had to endure two years of watching First Take where every single day it was, will Dak get paid? I don't want that's two right. more years of will Cooper get paid. I don't. Well, that's why Jerry's hopes, and I'm going to use the shortest word I've ever used on this program, that's why Jerry's hopes are ours. And when I say ours, I mean the people in the office where I am, the seaport in New York City, where all of these debate shows in part are filmed. And yes, we want this. I don't know why Jerry seems to sound like he wants it. It is insane. It feels borderline lobotomized, Tony, as if we had taken out his brain and put in the people who argue on televisions and replaced it. I don't get it. All I know is that if I'm Dak Prescott, I am very confused and actually hurt at this point that this keeps on being said in so many different ways. That's the final word. Let's take one last break. Still to come, what happened to Team USA against Japan earlier today? Pablo's going to break it down for us. Sure. And are the Titans or Raiders more likely to get their very first win on Sunday? It's so great when you do what's the word and I get to say insane. It just makes me happy because <laughs> there's no ambiguity in how I feel. No, it's insane. I liked, I liked close. I like this, the monosyllabic yeah. approach that you pioneered. As a doctor. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Happy time, people. Happy 45th birthday tomorrow, Niel Ivey. Ivy is the coach of the women's basketball team at Notre Dame, where she herself was a player. In 2020, Ivy took over from Muffet McGraw, whom she played for. Ivy was on McGraw's national championship team in 2001 and was an assistant to McGraw on the other Notre Dame national champion in 2018. Ivy's team went 24-9 last year and made the Sweet 16s. 
Ivy played five years in the WNBA, and her son Jaden was just the overall number five pick in this year's NBA draft by the Detroit Pistons out of Purdue. Jaden Ivey is a 6'4 guard. He will join the 2021 overall number one pick, Cade Cunningham, on a bad team looking for a turnaround. Tony, three of the five top picks in the draft this year were the sons of professional basketball players. The Warriors, who won the title, had four second-generation NBA players on it. Good luck to everybody not the scion of a basketball family trying to make the league in any meaningful way going forward. A not-so-happy anniversary, Green Bay Packers. Around this day, 10 years ago, the Seattle Seahawks won a tightly contested Monday night game over the Packers on the last play of regulation as rookie quarterback Russell Wilson heaved a pass into the end zone that officials ultimately ruled as a touchdown catch by Golden Tate. The next morning, the league released a statement admitting that replacement refs blew an offensive pass interference call that should have negated that touchdown, but the final score would nevertheless stand. As some faint consolation, the blown call appeared to be the last straw for the league, and the NFL referee lockout that had gone on since June was resolved the next day. Yes, I remember covering the lockout of the refs for Sports Illustrated at the time, talking to Ed Hockey Lee, Scott Green, these NFL refs. They deserved more credit. They deserve more credit now. The human element is deeply flawed, but at least they're not the replacement guys. We should at least have them meeting a certain standard, and the NFL realized it a little too late. Happy trails to a home run for Delvin Perez. The third baseman for the AAA Memphis Redbirds crushed a ball to left last night that appeared to be long gone. But the wind unexpectedly knocked it down on the warning track for now. News of this unfortunate development was late to reach Perez, who continued his home run trot around second base and even third before he finally realized what had happened. Replay showed that Perez had been so convinced he'd hit it out <laughs> that he watched the ball soar to left before flipping his bat and starting his trot. But what makes this all endearing is that Perez was able to laugh at himself. And in his next at bat, he delivered a two-run single as Memphis won 6-1. to one. Tony, I imagine that that video is what you looked like after you declared, I believe, that Darko Milicic would be the greatest draft pick <laughs> out of LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit delayed on the recognition on there. Just a little. I, yeah, I, I love the fact that it's his teammates looking at him and then he has to finally turn around and then he just starts laughing at himself. You know, because, yes. I mean, he, obviously you would think you think it's out. You're not going to hot dog quite like that if you think it's going to come close to the wall. Or, for example, go 404 instead of 408, as we referenced a little bit earlier. One omission. Counting. The Chargers list Justin Herbert as questionable for Sunday's game against the Jaguars. Fractured mm. ribs would make a person questionable. Let's yes, go to the Steve big Young finish. Japan beat the United States men's soccer team in a friendly 2-0. Break it down for us. This is really bad, Tony. The U.S. has always, I mean, not always, but the U.S. now has been leaning on talent. They've always had trouble in the World Cup. Now they have the talent. Not an auspicious beginning to the whole we have talent era. Justin Verlander, meanwhile, gave up just two runs over six, but lost to the O's to fall to 17-4. and four. This is your boy. Are you surprised? Yeah, I got, I got this wrong. I thought he would win the game. I mean, that is defined as a quality start. Maximum of two runs, minimum of six innings. I, You know, I thought he'd win. I'd still take him. Andre Iguodala says he will return to the Warriors. Is that significant? Well, he said, Andre Iguodala did, that if he's on the court and like Jonathan Kaminga is not, something terrible has happened. So at the very least, he is self-aware about his role. But number 20, Florida at number 11, Tennessee tomorrow. Who you got? 
Florida's getting 10 and a half. That's the biggest number they've gotten against Tennessee in 50 years. In 50 years. What can I tell you? I'm taking the points. Last one, the winless Titans host the winless Raiders on Sunday. Who gets their first win? Give me the Raiders. Give me the part Filipino running back. Got Jacobs on the Raiders. Please make me look smart. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Matt Sullivan, shout out. Mm, I'm Pablo Torre. Please check out ESPN Daily and Debatable wherever you get the good podcasts. But for now, enjoy SportsCenter. At least I made it to the tunnel. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.